0: Welcome to the Elder Hour podcast, where we discuss the history of plants from a magical perspective.
1: We'll be exploring the history, lore, and mystical properties of a new plant every single week.
0: I'm your host, Juliette Diaz, an indigenous Taino bruja and seer, from a long line of medicine women and men. I have a master's of science in herbal medicine, best-selling author of Witchery, Embrace the Witch Within, and founder of Plant Coven.
1: And I'm your host, Chelsea Selby, owner of a cult bath and body brand, Witch Baby Soap, college-educated holistic health practitioner, and lifelong witch. Welcome to episode eight of the Elder Hour podcast. This is going to be part one of a two-part episode because we are talking about my favorite plant. Is this your favorite plant? Mm
0: -hmm. Mugwort.
1: Mugwort. I mean...
0: I just said it, like, so hood. Mugwort? Yeah. <laughs> Represent Mugwort. Let's
1: do this. First of all, let's start with the scientific name, which is Artemisia vulgaris, as if that doesn't sound like some fucking Game of Thrones shit. It does. It sounds like you could name a dragon that. That's that's the next dragon.
0: Yeah, and it's important to know that the vulgaris and anua strains are the ones that we're primarily speaking about because mm-hmm. there's so many mugwort strains. Mm-hmm. So magically, I guess, when we speak about them, we'll be the vulgaris.
1: Um, Artemisia also is a family that contains wormwood. So in historic texts, sometimes wormwood and Artemisia are used interchangeably or like wormwood and mugwort are the same thing before there was just like in the last episode how we talked about how clovers were sometimes called honeysuckle. Same thing in historic text. There is some muddy distinction between wormwood and mugwort even though they are radically different. Mm -hmm. So mugwort is technically Venusian. In nature, meaning it's ruled by Venus, uh, but it also has moon aspects, too.
0: Yeah, I've known it to be very moon.
1: Yes, especially with its connection to dream work Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. These delegations to different planetary rulers are also not set in stone. Somebody decided this one day. How you use it in your personal practice is what matters the most. Yeah, so. how it connects to you, it's the importance part. And also just like a crystal. Like crystals can be have different associations with different zodiac signs, different planets. It's the same thing. Usually plants have different associations the parts of plants are ruled by different things like for example flowers are ruled by venus mm-hmm. you know um so it really depends yep. like if milky substances that come out of a plant are ruled by the moon they have different associations so the it could be really uh, you can really go into obscurity trying to pinpoint ex- the exact planetary details i want to add to the name yes So, it is
0: said that the Chumash Indians, um, Native Americans, are the ones that discovered it and brought it back. Mm -hmm. Um, And the original name for it is Molish Hmm. uh, for that plant. So, the Chumash Indians of North America, um, they have... Um, Fascinating stories because they were hunter gatherers and were seafaring and they were a seafaring tribe. Um, They would traverse the sea um, in specially engineered boats to go whaling. And when they were on their journeys for whaling, they ran into mugwort and they've been using mugwort for over 13,000 years. And mugwort obviously is said to be one of the oldest plants.
1: Yeah. It's said to be one of the oldest cultivated plants Mm -hmm. known to man. It also grows so easily. Like you could grow it literally anywhere. I know. And it said if you can't grow it and keep it alive, (laughs) that you do have to do healing work. Oh, interesting. Yes. And I've
0: met a lot of people who've come into like to get healing from me. And one of the things I do bring up is, because obviously I'm connected to plants, I speak about their plants and how healthy they are, Mm -hmm. specifically mugwort. If you can't keep your mugwort alive, you're not giving a shit about yourself. Like it's literally, you could water it, you could have it in the right light, but it's connected to the person who it's in the home with or who cares for it. So if you're not taking care of yourself, those energies go into the plant and it dies. Interesting. It's like horse therapy. It just reflects. Yes. Directly reflects. One of the plants that does reflect off of how you treat yourself.
1: Interesting. Um, Okay, so this is really interesting because I, in my researches, came across some very interesting info about an Aztec goddess named Chalchulicuey. She lives on a mountain known as Yaquime, which means covered in mugwort. She is also known as She of the Jade Skirt. She is a goddess of water, rivers, streams. So that's really interesting because the way that mugwort was was discovered uh was through sea travel. Mm -hmm. This is interesting because... Artemis, the Greek goddess that Mugwort is named after, Mm -hmm. Artemisia, also lived on a Mugwort-covered mountain. So it's just interesting that these two goddesses, worlds apart. Interesting because um, Mugwort does have mountain energy.
0: Yes. So if we want to talk about all these descriptions of the goddesses Mm -hmm. and the god, right? You said god. Mountain, they're talking about them being on the top of the mountain and then the description of like the skirt going down of the mountain. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's the top of the mountain, which is very what airy, which is what mugwort does to you. It brings you out of your head. Yeah. Like to that level, like for seeing psychic abilities, dreaming. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to have that top of the mountain energy. Yes.
1: Both of these goddesses aid in childbirth and child rearing. And I find that super interesting. Uh, we'll get into this probably in the second episode when we get into the medicinal properties. Mm-hmm. But mugwort has a lot of has a lot of associations with hormonal uses, child birth mm-hmm. and menstrual associations. So the fact that they're both associated with childbirth and child rearing is very interesting. Moving into our next aspect of lore, I also found this really interesting. Chernobyl. hmm Did you know this? No. Chernobyl in Ukrainian is mugwort. So Chernobyl is literally named mugwort. Oh, okay. It's interesting because the monument of the third angel. Uh-huh by Ukrainian artist Anatoly Haidemaka, is based on this passage from the New Testament. And a lot of people have said, especially of the Christian persuasion, believe that this was a prophecy in the New Testament for what was going to happen to Chernobyl. This is what it says. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers, and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of that star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. So if you look, a lot of Christian websites today declare this as one of the prophecies of the New Testament. And state that, you know, this predicted it. This kind of starts to tie in Mugwort's associations with Christianity. Mm -hmm. Because, surprisingly, there are a lot of Christian associations with Mugwort. Mm -hmm. Not just magical associations. Um, It also used to be known as Dreamwort and St. John's Plant. right? So... St. John the Baptist used to wear a girdle of mugwort. And this plant is heavily associated with Midsummer and St. John's Eve slash Midsummer. It would be used to, you're supposed to gather mugwort on St. John's Eve to Mm -hmm. make a crown out of it. And you would wear this to guard against possession Witches,
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) waiting for it.
1: Ghosts and illness. The crown was also worn to prevent sore eyes. Girls would look through garlands of flowers at the fire while praying for healthy eyes. Which is so interesting because even in its Christian use, it's still used for seeing.
0: Right, and it's but the opposite goes when you're wearing it you're actually attracting
1: spirit world instead of blocking it. What I like about mugwort is um, if you're using it for dream travel I find that it does have a protective energy very protective like Angelica almost Um, like you're you're not going to go into those darker realms Mm -hmm. or those lower vibrational realms of spirit with mugwort.
0: For us, and when I say us, is more like indigenous. Um, when we pick the mugwort is how it would affect us. Mm-hmm. So if you pick during full moon, you do have a lot of protective qualities from them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's mainly used for protection. So yeah. if you do it for new moon, what's the dark moon, mm-hmm. it's for travel and for opening that third eye and for spirit communication and the dream world. So it does have an effect on when. And then the quarter moon is said that if you use it during the quarter moon, it's very it it tops you into the inner demons. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're oh, traveling, interesting. Yeah, you travel inward mm-hmm. and you find what's hidden. Because we had a lot of ghosts within us. Yes. So you find those ghosts and it's supposed to help you banish them.
1: That is very interesting because at the end of the St. John's Midsummer Festival, each person, as they would depart, they would throw the mugwort and also Vervain into mm. the fire and say, May all my ill luck depart and be burnt up with these.
0: Vervain? Yeah protection against vampires
1: a <laughs> vampire diaries
0: i know i'm so addicted to <laughs> vampires but it's the truth though it actually is used really for vampire even like vampire people energy vampires oh. we'll get to
1: it when we get to that yeah we've on a nice vampire tour in new orleans oh and then we'll come back with all the vampire info
0: yeah, we're going to New Orleans together. For a
1: very special vampire episode, because vampires are going to come back. They're coming back, I'm telling you. You heard it here first. <laughs> in Asian culture, yes, mugwort is really, really important. Uh, it's used for moxibustion. Moxistics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, burning mugwort is a very long and ancient practice in... Traditional Chinese medicine. So in Taoism, it's associated with Ho Mm -hmm. Um, She is one of the eight immortals and a health goddess. She is often depicted wearing mugwort and also holding a lotus flower while talking to a phoenix. So clearly living her best
0: life. So, interesting. Lotus, when combined with mugwort, actually... I am mind-blown right now (laughs) that you said that because obviously the message of the lotus itself brings a clearing, like Mm -hmm. inner peace, tranquility and balance. And then you have mugwort, which kind of brings you inward and the dream world. So you become like this powerful, intuitive being where you're present and it's very zen-like. You're mindful. So having the combination of the lotus and the mugwort is really powerful, making her this powerful um intuitive psychic
1: yeah being yeah it's so interesting all of this stuff kind of just weaves together
0: yeah because you there's also a thing of pairing plants and herbs mm-hmm. for instance when I write about the messages I do put in there put this plant next to this plant because it will do this and people don't know this because it's not on Google. It's things that you have to have a life experience with. So I'm excited to bring that information out to the world so you could practice it and experience it yourself and see what happens when you pair certain plants together um, and what it does to you. So it's really important to me, like when you start um, trying out the herbs, to do it single first Mm -hmm. and then pair with something else and then add something else. So start with the breakdown of it first before just taking something that has a lot of stuff in it at once so that you get familiar to what each individual plant does to you energetically and spiritually.
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And that's also how I like to work with herbs is like one, work with the one herb, see what you get from it, and then you know how that works. It's like learning a smell, you know, Especially when I first started Witch Baby, I was like, what does this smell like? What does that smell like? There were a lot of things that I had never smelled before. So I would go to the candle aisle and I would smell candles and try to pinpoint the different scents. And now from doing this for six years, going on seven years, mm-hmm. um, I can smell something and pick out like all the individual scents energy signatures are the same way you need to pick you need to be able to know what the individual energy is and then be able to work with those things together just yes. like scents putting two scents that complement each other together
0: scents are definitely as important as the color as the shape meaning as the properties because scent just Touches another body of your spirit, and her new collection, by the way, the scents are very Thank you. Uh, <laughs> enchanting. I like took my time smelling each of the product that comes out in you know, the, um collection because it just does something to me. Oh, it's interesting to see how you smell something and you take a moment to see what it does to you, how you react to it. Um, for instance, um. Lavender, Mm -hmm. everyone says lavender is what? Calming. Yes. And it takes away your anxiety and it helps you sleep. But there are people who can't stand the smell of lavender and it brings them anxiety and it brings them stress. So you can't particularly always just go by the
1: textbook. This is very interesting because... Lavender is a mercurian herb mm. and I always find it interesting that it's associated with Mercury um because it is it, it's calming and Mercury is so fast. Yes. And Mercury is Gemini and Virgo which are not said to be the calmest (laughs) of the zodiac. Yeah. So I always find that really interesting that Lavender is like the Gemini and Virgo plant. Because like I have a Virgo. She is very, you know, I wouldn't say high strung. But she's particular and not calm Mm -hmm. (laughs) at all. And my mom is a Gemini. Not calm at all. It's just very interesting.
0: It is. So when I work with lavender, it's to speed up spells. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it has that aspect of
1: That makes sleep. so much sense.
0: It does not help me sleep yeah, at all. It does help my son sleep. So it depends on maybe your astrological sign mm-hmm. and what affects you. So again, you need to do the work on your own and really, really journey with each individual plant and herb and yes pay attention to what's already out there but that's what the purpose of having your own book of shadows grimoire journal whatever it is that you keep because you keep your personal experiences in that book for yourself
1: yeah that's also like a holistic uh that's like a holistic aspect of looking at magic you know people think that There's just, you put, you do this one thing and you get one result, but that's not the way, you know, it works. When you take a medication, a medication affects everybody differently. Herbs, crystals, all of those things are going to affect you differently depending on your independent, energetic makeup.
0: Like rose quartz does not help me with love or self-love. Really? It makes me freaking... Anxious, Huh. it brings a bad ac- anxious. Actually, so yeah. be- maybe because of my trauma, I'm I can not see sure. how some
1: love stones would do that. Yeah. I like um for for trauma. I like the Shiva Lingam.
0: Oh, I know which one that is. It's like the brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a few of those.
1: Those are fucking powerful. They
0: they literally vibrate
1: so yeah. strongly. You can feel it in your mm-hmm.
0: hand. So when i get anxious i feel sexually aroused hmm and i didn't know that that was not a thing <laughs> yeah until a couple of years ago where my friend was like what do you mean <laughs> you're stre- i'm stressing out and working and getting stuff down but at the same time i can't focus because my mind is in my yeah in the in my womb like, like i a- want to have sex or i want to take care of myself mm-hmm. so i often always had this connection with it and rose quartz actually amplifies that on me so i keep it away from that makes sense yeah
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah so there's a lot
0: of healing that has to go on. go so like how do you feel about
1: the color pink
0: i hate the color pink really i've never ever liked the color pink since i was a little girl yeah i was very tomboyish um, it could be because I'm bisexual. I don't know, but I'm. I was very not into dolls, mm-hmm. um, not into girly things, not into pinks and pastels. But flowers, I would wear them and rock them in lace. Yeah, but certain colors and stones trigger me.
1: So same. I was like very tomboyish also, but as an adult, I've really come into appreciating pink. <laughs> I love pink. Blech.
0: I really do. Pink is gross. Actually,
1: you. So I didn't kidding, update I like it. on the last episode about how I broke the hex. I did not chili pepper anybody's oh, face. Oh, you didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't do the chili. did chili, didn't broke chili my pepper heart. the face. Um, so what I did instead, and I feel like it worked very very well, is I did a lot of. Um, smoke cleansing, smoke clearing. I used angelica root mm-hmm. and hydrangea hydrangea root. Yep. Um, and I burnt black candles just about every day until I started to feel better. I did a lot of salt cleansing. I used we have a product at which maybe called Seven Salts. Not to just like you know pump my own shit, but
0: you should
1: pump your own shit. <laughs> it's freaking incredible. So uh, it it's aligned with the number seven and it has seven different salts Mm -hmm. from around the world seven different essential oils um so i use that in my bath regularly and then once i felt like that hex that negative energy was banished and cleared out from my space i burned pink candles (laughs) And that's what I do to bring in the nice energy after all of that heavy, heavy banishing.
0: Yeah, I could see that gentle energy coming in. I actually
1: burn pink candles regularly. They're my favorite candles to burn because they have like a very nice, loving energy. Mm -hmm. So I burn pink candles like on the reg.
0: Really quickly, because I could hear in my head the Uh question. Uh So let me address it. If I don't have a bathtub, you could do a foot bath. Yes. Like, get a bowl, a big bowl, Uh a pot. I mean, I literally have, like, the old witchy big pots because my mom passed them down. Stick your feet in that and do a foot bath. It still would do the trick. You just have to be in like a quiet space and really focus on the feelings and energies that are rising through your feet. And it does even work when cleansing the body of negative things. It just pulls it out of your feet as yeah. well.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I um, actually just wrote a newsletter about this, oh. but no, cause it's perfect. It's for Pisces season. You're a Pisces. Yes. so That makes so much sense. So much a Pisces. Uh, Pisces rules the feet. The feet are where you're grounded to the earth and earth's vibrations. I'm
0: wondering if that's why I'm having freaking foot pain since Pisces season started. Maybe.
1: They're killing me. Foot bath. I know. With mugwort. I should know better. Um, but, yeah, so you can also – another way that you can do that is you can also dump it over your head mm-hmm. in the shower. Close your eyes, guys. Yeah. But you can dump – that's a great way to do it, too, because you're starting – at the crown chakra and working your way down.
0: Yeah. A lot of the cleansing baths that we do in my culture or in Cuba, Caribbean, um, you know, voodoo, Santeria, it's, we dump it over our heads. Yeah. Most of the time to cleanse from the root down mm-hmm. or we wash from the feet up. Depends. Yes. Oh yeah. So I wanted to talk about the drink that I made for us mm-hmm. in the last episode. Okay. But it still connects to this episode. Okay. So I made a drink, which I need to stop drinking because it's already having me way too open and loopy. Mm -hmm. So it has ashwagandha, uh, crimson clover, which if you listen to our clover um, episode, I talk about the properties for crimson, which opens up the third eye. Mm -hmm. Um, Mugwort, which we're doing now, which also opens up your third eye, dream world, and all that good stuff. Palo Santo, which, yes, you could drink Palo Santo, but I will put a recipe on how to do a tincture or uh, drink tea with Palo Santo mm-hmm. safely. Yeah. Because you can't just buy Palo Santo from any witch store or any spiritual shop, not knowing where it comes from or how yeah. it was harvested, and yeah. then. Drink it. It's not advised.
1: With any herb, too. Yeah. Just to be clear, um, some herbs are not made, or not processed for... Ingestion. Ingestion. And some of them are, you know, you don't know what the condition they were packed in. You don't know if they were processed in a food-grade facility. Mm Mm-hmm. So you don't want to fuck around. You, yeah. You always want to. We've pumped. We've promoted this before. You want to maybe reach out to like MountainRoseHerbs.com, dot com, dot Those are two really good sources. There's
0: another source that in my Facebook group for my readers for witchery, mm-hmm. someone posted a new source and I looked into it. It was pretty great. Yeah. So I'll what we'll do is I'll add the sources that we just okay. mentioned plus that one. Into the blog, so you guys have somewhere to go to in the meantime for people you could trust. Um, and also where you could get your Palo Santo, because I don't
1: sell it anymore. I'm really, like, moody. I sell it.
0: <laughs> oh, which baby sells it, so
1: get the Palo Santo from <laughs> and it's her. From, it's actually from a really great company called Ecuadorian Hands. And I will post – I'll also post an interview that I did with them. I did an interview with them for the Spellbox. Where they talked about their company, the work that they do to help restore Palo Santo, their species of Palo Santo that they use, which is not endangered, mm-hmm. and um just all kinds of different any the just the whole process of it's sustainable. Yeah, of yeah. sustainability.
0: Yeah, and this whole and again, it's It's um, endangered when it's big corp trying to kill these trees before they die and try to sell them out. So you can't stop buying Palo Santo from the indigenous people in their countries because that's how they live. That's how they make their money and their livelihood. And these trees are going to go to waste if you don't buy from them. Exactly.
1: Um, Mexico. So we buy from Ecuadorian hands. It supports the Ecuadorian economy. Also, it preserves the forests because if the forests are not utilized, then they will get cut down for something that will support the economy there. They will most likely become cattle farms. Yeah, for sure. So
0: there's you a know, couple of countries. I'll also source those countries, but get them from which baby because it's accessible and you know that it's a good thing, and you could drink it. So also. <laughs> the drink has pineapple. And for those of you who don't know, pineapple actually increases spiritual power and strengthens psychic intuition. And it's also very protective because of the spikes on the outside of the pineapple. Um, And I also boil that in this drink. So I will give you the recipe. I think it's It's delicious. It's fucking delicious. Yeah, it's really delicious, but (laughs) don't drink and drive. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're so calm and you're so... Just, there's no stress on my body. I'm just really calm. Uh, My brain's not thinking about anything else but what's coming out of my mouth.
1: I've basically double-dosed on the ashwagandha today because I also take ashwagandha regularly. It's one of my favorite herbs. And I take it just to deal with stress and calm me down. So, I've been taking it uh, for... Quite a while now. And I started taking it when I was working in the salon. Every Saturday would be just crazy. So I would, you know, take some calm now and chill the fuck out.
0: It's so good. I mean, there's so many plants that you could take. But this is one of the most powerful ones. And it really makes a difference.
1: So mugwort was also used to initiate monks. Because of its use to open the third eye, this kind of the drink kind of leads into this, this talk. Um, it was mixed with an animal fat and then burned on top of monks' heads, and the scar would leave a scar to open the third eye. Why? Well, hey, why does anybody do anything? Ouch. So it's commonly used for moxibustion it's a yang herb so meaning a masculine herb mm-hmm. we've discussed you yes. know masculine versus feminine what you would use a yang herb in traditional chinese medicine is to oppose oppose the maladies of yin so this is going to work against dampness against moon energy sleepiness tiredness any earth properties It is warming, so it's going to be especially useful for aches that come when the weather is damp Mm. or when it's rainy or cold. Right. So if you are one of those people that are like, I know it's going to rain.
0: I am one of those people.
1: Because I'm I'm aching, then (laughs) mugwort is for you, according to two traditional Chinese medicine. Do you put
0: mugwort in your shower?
1: I've put it in my baths. Like, I put it, a bunch um, of times. I hang
0: eucalyptus and mugwort together on my shower head mm-hmm. for mold. Oh, interesting. And another thing that it's really good for is to because of the water combination, the steam, the heat, mm-hmm. um it wakes up your senses. Mm. So when you're taking a shower, I know a lot of people when they're taking showers, say that that's when they have their quiet time and they're really—that's what I meditate the most. When you, if you meditate or you're just in sync with the water properties, um, having mugwort and eucalyptus combined really sends you into that intuitive My state. My summer
1: plans now. Mm-hmm. As soon as it starts growing, I'm just gonna put some in there. If you have achiness in your feet, mm. that's where the mugwort bath can come in. Okay. You can do like a mugwort foot bath, especially during these like upcoming damp spring months. It also is said to travel through all of the meridians. In traditional Chinese medicine, you have energy meridians in your body. Mm-hmm. Mugwort travels through all of that and stimulates the qi. In chi- traditional Chinese medicine, qi is the energy running through your body, running through the meridians. So it stimulates that and it gets everything moving and flowing.
0: Oh, kind of what it does when you
1: burn it. It moves stagnant
0: energy from the objects in the house. Exactly. Nice.
1: That's why I like traditional Chinese medicine because it encompasses, you know, mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm.
0: Which is what witchcraft should be.
1: Exactly. When we were just
0: talking about that.
1: Holistic health and witchcraft go hand in hand.
0: Connection to the earth and to yourself, spirit
1: and body, Mm -hmm. everything. That's magic. So, it's also used for menstrual cramps. And Mox Sebastian has been used to turn breech babies.
0: Really? Because I would have loved to know that I had a C-section. Yeah. Because my son would not freaking turn over.
1: I wish I knew this. Is he stubborn in life?
0: He's not stubborn, but he I told you he has um one of the uh, second... I think this year is the third highest GPA. Um, That's awesome. IQ, I mean, not GPA, yeah. in New Jersey and the fourth in New York. Wow. So he's very, like, I know things. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe That's he amazing. knew the way he needed to come out. He did not want to move. He's he very doing it on
1: his own terms.
0: On his own terms, he figures things out by himself. Like, I could never really do much for him mm-hmm. um, because of his IQ and him – his interest and curiosity of figuring things out on his own. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me. But then God gave me Micah, my other son, mm-hmm. who everything I need to do for him or help him, mommy, help me, mommy this, mommy that, which I think they just did it because I missed a lot of that with my first son. Yeah. And as a mother, well, you want to be Well, what was his there. birth like? Also C-section, but my son was drowning. So my son was, Micah was supposed to come out, The 22nd, which is the day after my first son, the 21st, Mm -hmm. Um, New Year's Eve, I had the most horrible um, intuition in Mm -hmm. my stomach. I felt like I grasped my stomach and I said, oh, my God, my baby, I knew something was wrong. Yeah. And then I started having um, going into labor. So New Year's Eve went to the hospital. They wanted to inject me with um, an injection that stops your contractions mm-hmm. so that he doesn't come early. Yeah. And I fought and screamed, you need to get the baby out. And they were like, the baby's fine. You're going to hurt the baby. Your baby's going to come out with deformities. They, All, always they tr- think they know. They try to scare me into thinking that I was going to hurt my son. But I knew, as that bruja mom, my mm-hmm. baby needed to come out. He wants to come out. So – Sure enough, C-section, baby comes out, he's 10 pounds, and after they got all the fluid out of his lungs, my baby was 8 pounds. Wow, that's crazy. He was drowning in my stomach, but he was so traumatized from the wound, drowning in there, Mm -hmm. that my son would not take a bath or touch water without screaming and panicking Yeah, until he was about 4 years old when we
1: finally got it out of his system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... See, like, the birth tells so much. It does. The... Things that you go through, um, actually the
0: show on Netflix about how the women's brain works. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that yet. It's Mm -hmm. brand new. Um, I started watching it, but there's a part in there where it says that her, the doctor herself, um, when she starts hearing her parents fight, she shuts down and goes into this place of comfort, of knowing it, and also anxiety. And she Mm. says it stems from when we're in the womb if our parents were actively fighting and yelling, all that still traumatizes us.
1: Wow. Anything
0: that happens. That's still tra- wild. It traumatizes us in the belly. Obviously, we're in there. We could hear things. Mm-hmm. We could feel our mom's emotions, her angers. We could hear the echoes and vibrations in there. So we're. you have to be conscious of,
1: even when you're pregnant, how you are We were extremely mothering. conscious of that. I have to say, pregnancy for me was like, the best experience ever. It was like total euphoria. Um, I was so fucking poor, and I was on food stamps. We were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. I was on WIC. I got fired from my job, but Joe and I were just like so absolutely thrilled to be becoming parents that we didn't even care about anything. We were just like at our poorest, but also probably our happiest. It was, and that's your daughter's energy. It was amazing. It's it, how she is. She's very just happy and joyful. She was at like the happiest baby. But also, so for my birth, she took forever. She came five days late. I was in labor for 36 and a half hours. Oh she took forever. And I find the same thing. Like, she doesn't want to let go of me and our relationship and like go into. You know, being more independent, I think that independence kind of scares her a little bit. Uh, She's just not ready for it yet, you know?
0: I told you, your daughter's gifted. Yeah. You know this already. She's totally gifted, and a lot of times gifted children um, coming into a new world, they kind of already know what's in this world, and they have such a big purpose and mission to being here in the Mm -hmm. first place that it's that new knowing of coming into this world that's still in them that they know they
1: need to be a little careful she's very sensitive like she's extremely sensitive to violence she just because you know that's not normal for her that's not her normal it's very different than how joe and i were raised too mm-hmm. so it's interesting to see like something like wrestling be too much for her you know because <laughs> Like <laughs> this is this is entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> she's that's... like, no, it's terrible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just very sensitive to people arguing, people fighting, loud noises. Doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Like we go to Disney World and the teacups is as wild as she gets. That's it. <laughs> that's where she draws the line. <laughs> Anything beyond the teacups is too much. So my birth also. Very long, very slow. She takes her time with everything. She does not – she goes fast but slow at the same time. Like, Mm -hmm. she'll do things quickly, but she doesn't want to be rushed to do it. She takes about 20 fucking minutes to get out of the car. (laughs) She takes her sweet-ass time. So it's it's so interesting the way they – do things mm-hmm. and also learning new skills, learning, like, for example, learning how to read. She took time to learn how to read, but then once she gets it, it's like she can read everything.
0: Taking the time sometimes is how you process it in the brain, yeah. Because as I said, she's gifted like I am, uh-huh. so for me, super smart, I could you know i was always great in school but i needed to really understand first mm-hmm. and then once i understood it it was just like okay fire i got it i yeah. got this forever and no one could touch me on this subject but in the beginning when you're first learning something new or doing something it's kind of like you your brain has to come like compact everything mm-hmm. in a way that makes sense to you and it's organized and it fits into its right pockets in yourself. Yeah. And then once you got that down packed, then it's, you're good to go.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly how she learns, too. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us five stars. Reviews are great. We see all your reviews, and we are so happy about them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this is a two-part episode. So please be sure to check back next Monday for part two. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about all of the medicinal uses and how we use them in magic. Yes.
0: Make sure to follow the website elderhour.com because I will be posting um, whatever we spoke about in this episode on there. And then I'll do a part two once part two is up with the recipes and any information, extra content. So make sure to subscribe so you get that blog all the time um and you could follow us at elder hour on instagram and on facebook you could follow me on author juliette diaz with two c's
1: on instagram and then you can follow um which baby soap on any social media it's at Witch baby soap or you can follow me personally at stay at home Witch on instagram have a great day bye These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.